You are now listening to Conscientization 101, an online magazine combining reflection, music, and action through independent media. 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 I think that the only way that we're going to realize freedom, justice, equality, decent living for people is if there's a complete change, a complete change, everything has has got to be turned around and that's a revolution, it's a revolution. for this episode of the C101 podcast. On this episode, we are going to feature excerpts from our interview with Donnie Mossberg. Donnie is a musician, technician, videographer, and a member and organizer of the All African People's Revolutionary Party. Now, if you have seen any YouTube videos with talks from people like John Henry Clark, Kwame Ture, Amos Wilson, so many other people that have been very important to us as Africans, then you probably watched the video that Donnie edited and then posted. We noticed his name every time we watched one of the videos. So, you know, we were like, man, who is this brother? Like he has these videos everywhere. And one day he posted a video and he said, hey everybody, you know, he was giving us a status update on his video, I mean, on his channel, and he was like, you know what, if, if, if any of y'all, you know, have some questions for me about how to do media production or anything like that, just hit me up. So, of course, we did, and there we go, it was, we just, we, we hit it off, you know. So, we talked to Donnie, and then we, we, we had the interview, and in the interview, it was, it, it, it's going to be two parts, it's a two-part series where we cover... I mean, we cover so much. We cover colonialism, the struggles on the streets, the state of the African world. We cover a whole bunch. I mean, this is a really, really good episode. So, you know, just, just, this is a really good episode. <laughs> so, what's, what's going to happen is that, um, since it's over an hour long, and I know we missed, missed our rule, you know, our rule of an hour, but it's going to be over our long, both, ep- both episodes, because the interview was four hours long. It was, it was that long. And then we had to do our production, you know, we had to add the music and all that good stuff. So, you know, you'll probably be thinking, man, these fools, they just, they just talking to their friend. But I promise you, we really did just meet Donnie. He's just, he's just a good person. And he really, really wants to put in the work for our people. And he's like one of the, one of the best examples of conscientization out there. So we said, you know what, time to have him on the show. So with the interview being four hours long, you are not hearing the best parts of the interview at all, okay? We had to edit some of the interview to get, you know, for clarity and all that good stuff. So this is the Cliff Notes. And we know that people like to, you know, do the Cliff Notes in school. People used to do that. 
But no, don't do that, okay? Don't do that. You need to listen to the whole interview. Uh, well, what you need to do is visit, visit the site, okay, and subscribe so you can listen to the whole interview. You can listen to this interview. You can listen to all of our interviews because you may think, oh, I heard those excerpts. I, I know what they're saying. I, I, you know, No, you don't. You missed a whole bunch of stuff that probably would be very important for you. So, you know, don't, let's, let's go all the way. Let's go all the way. Okay, so without further ado, we are going to get into this interview with Donnie Mossberg. All right, we are here with Donnie Mossberg. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> How you doing today, Donnie? I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. Um, I'm hot, but I'm feeling good. That's Glad good. to be here, man. This is amazing. Thank you very much. Donnie, we're going to just jump right into it with the people. We're going to... Let me... First of all, let me give me a little... Let me give you a little anecdote. Okay. I remember, I, you know, we were, we were, I was searching through some stuff for John Henry Clark. Uh-huh. And then next thing you know, I seen this thing. I saw John Henry Clark. I said, ooh, I'm going to watch this one. Donnie Mossberg. Uh-huh. Then I said, man, hold up, hold up. Let me watch some of Amos Wilson. Then I seen another name, the same name. Donnie Mossberg. <laughs> so then stuff started going click, clack, 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 bang, 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 bang in my head. That's like a Mossberg pump. <laughs> So then I said, dang, man, this dude, Donnie Mossberg, is prolific. Oh, yes? And then I said, hold up, hold up, let me just chill, let me just chill. Then I said, let me type in Kwame Ture. Mm -hmm. And then Kwame Ture pop up. <laughs> I'm like, man, I, was, I, I knew Donnie Mossberg was like 70 years old. 70? I thought he was an old dude, <laughs> man. Because anybody who could compile that history uh -huh. like that, I was like, man, he must have been there. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, man, this dude Donnie Mossberg, man, he must... He must be sitting in a bunker just putting this shit up trying to educate the people. Conscientized. Bang, 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 bang. You, you bang, just bang. locked yourself up. And yeah, I, I was just amazed because like, I mean, we it was just a plethora of history. We got to thank Donnie Mossberg because we put a lot of that on C101 TV. And so, Donnie, I, I, this, this, is, this is the first question we got for you because this is what I'm saying. As of, by the time we, we prepared for this interview, as of uh, uh, earlier this week, it was in June of 2015 that we're doing this interview. You had over 230 videos with analysis from people like I just mentioned, Kwame Toure, Amos <laughs> Wilson, Gil Noble, Khalid Muhammad, and much, much more. Um, I want you to tell the listening audience, what prompted you to start uploading these videos and how do you procure all these videos? I mean, how did Donnie Mossberg decide to... Cock the Mossberg pump, bang, bang, bang the information and shoot it into the people's minds so it can explode into your consciousness and to your and flow throughout your. But how did you do this, Donnie? What, what, what? Give us, give us the starting. Give us the, give us the, give us the story. Give us the, the meta narrative. Okay. Um. Well, it, it was the Eyes and the Prize series that that um that um. It started that because um, I was actually looking for it because, you know, I had, that's something I remember from my childhood. So I was looking for it just to, you know, to see it because I hadn't seen it in so long. I couldn't find it anywhere. So, and I found it on YouTube, but it was like real poor quality, like almost unwatchable. So, um, 
yeah, so I went and talked to my mom and she had some um some some uh video cuz she used to record all that stuff all the time cuz you know she's a teacher and she would uh take videos to school and stuff like that. So she would always be taping PBS all the time, so she had some of it on on tapes. And so from there I just okay, well we're going to put up a good quality version and that was the first thing I had um uploaded on the channel and uh, people started uh, commenting about it, like they'd never seen it before. They, it's the first time they've seen it. I was like, "Wow!" I, I was shocked that that was because you know, I, as, you know, as a, as a kid, you, I saw it all the time. I used to come all the time, the reruns and everything. So I was just, you mm -hmm. know, I just thought everybody saw it. So when I seen people saying that they never saw it, I was like, "Oh wow!" So now I start thinking about, well, there must be a lot of stuff people hadn't haven't seen that we've seen, and so I'm just like, let's just. Uh, put it up, you know. <laughs> exactly. It, it's it's funny you say that because it's just like we never know. Kind of like you know, like like you just said. Like I remember Eyes in the Prize vaguely. You know what I'm saying? Because they would they would play it bits and pieces of it. And my mother was in education as well. But you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure education. Down, I mean, our education is education in this colonial setup, but education yeah. uh, up new up north, a little bit different down in this uh, Confederate here state. So you know, I had to catch eyes on the prize when I could. I think I caught that mug on PBS mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And I think I, I think the thing I remember when Kwame Turi, I think this was eyes on the prize when somebody when he said something like, "You tell all the uh, you tell all the Mississippi police that all the scared Negroes don't went home or something like that." Kwame Tui was flowing, boy. I was like, dude. I was like, I like this dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, it's just you never know what people might not hear. And it's kind of like yeah. you said, like, uh, but might not know. And it's kind of like, that's kind of like the impetus behind, like, uh, Conscientization 101. Mm -hmm. Because it's not about, you know, what like Ayiko Iwamar was saying, like he says in uh, Kemet in the House of Life, his novel, that there's, you know, there's sharers. And there's keepers, mm -hmm. you know, and people yeah, want to yeah. hoard, hoard that information because they want to hold it over people, you know. Mm -hmm. And and that's one of the biggest problems I have with like academia in general. Yes. Because how you get a degree in getting black? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> These Negroes discover they black because white folks give them an institution say, hey, Negro, you're black now. Here's oh, my yeah. degree to prove by me. <laughs> and then they get paid from the same institution. So it's a conflict of interest because what's, yeah. what's the incentive for them to really work for us, you know, to change the system? They just want to keep their job. You know, so yeah. yeah. And also, I just, I just got to throw this in here because Donnie represent the real Mandem. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, the Mandem. See, I, I thank you, my brother Cyclonus. All you brothers out in the UK, give me that, give me that patois from over there. The Mandem, <laughs> the gal them, the fam them, <laughs> the, my dogs down here. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, because you basically were a, like what I really like. What you do is like you 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 bring this information from. Uh, I would call it the ivory tower, ivory tower, yep. penthouse, and you bring it to the people, and it's not, and it's like, look, man, we need to get this because it's not just about being clever at the next yeah. cocktail party. Mm -hmm. It's about taking this information and learning to build with it, you know. Because I remember one of the things that uh 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 uh, uh Bobby Wright said. He said, uh, Doctor Bobby Wright. He said. Now, the white folks got the institutions. We got the people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, now mm -hmm. if we got the people, we need to get this information 
then from get that information that you putting out there, brother, then we're going to get some institutions that's going to be dual and contending power and crush them hegemonic institutions. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't spoke too much. Zara, do you want to say something <laughs> right quick? Or Donnie, I'm sorry. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I, I, I agree. And I think that um, what you said earlier about like some people want to just uh, hold on to the information. I think that's true because a lot of people actually... Um, a lot of people seem to be very, I don't know if it's just ego or something, because that happened to me even on um on YouTube because um another reason that I made the YouTube channels because a lot of the videos were like broken up into 15, 20 parts or whatever. And so mm-hmm. it made it real just difficult to watch. Some parts would be missing and mm-hmm. you're searching for it. And so I would just take the time and download all the pieces, join them together and upload them. And I remember somebody um, commented to me um, about, oh, you took the video off my page. I never responded to him, but I'm just like, first of all, you didn't even film it. You didn't film it. You didn't (laughs) record it. It's not yours. And number two, it's not your information. You don't, the information belongs to the people. So it's not your information to keep. So Mm -hmm. I don't even understand, you know, where that comes from. So I'm just like, as soon as I, um, uh, like, uh, thought about l- like it is, I'm like, yo, this guy, this has to, this is too. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it, and I'm like, yo, this, this has to, this is this, this has to go up. This has to. I know that um, a lot of times there's um, copyright issues. That's the issue of dealing with with the eyes and the process. I had to remove it. Got mm-hmm. a copyright strike, and that's. A problem. That's what. That, that's a real problem. I I have with with this whole thing because it's, it's it's corporate control mm-hmm. of our information of our stories. These these media companies they own the copyright to ours. How are you going to own the copyright to our stories? Mm-hmm. Our stories, you know. Uh-huh. And they make me take it down, and and I just believe that when we get this information, you got to liberate it. Like, even even if I... There's been, there's been videos I've had to go and pay to get. I have no problem putting them up. Putting them up. I don't want nobody to pay me back for it. Just, the, the information has to get liberated. You know what I mean? Every, everybody should have access to it because um, if we put... If we, if we don't make it as easy as possible for people to get it, I don't think people are going to go get it. So if it's right yeah, there in your face, you can't where. ignore it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and also the thing about that is this: like he just said, people won't get it because it's a lot of negative choices out here. It sure yeah. is. It's a lot of nasty, oh, sick, God. nasty, just nasty, perverse <laughs> shit out it in this sure motherfucker. Is. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying. And the thing about it is, like, like, like Donnie said, look, we all about like, look, if you produce it, you know what I'm saying. I think if you produce it, you should be able to see the fruits of your labor. Now, of course, of course. when you talk about the African liberation struggle that first come, that came into a combination into the civil rights black power movement, that, God damn it, that's our struggle. For, so for anybody to say they got a copyright on it, is it similar to calling me an African-American, saying American yeah. got a copyright on my yeah, African exactly. ass? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I say, Donnie, we need to get you, turn you into like an LLC so you can at least get a tax write-off because if you going into your pocket, yeah, God damn and it, and this, and we got to make it as easy as possible and we got to consolidate this stuff because we need these institutions, but we need brothers like you and ourselves and sister like you over there, by the way. 
that will say, look, we know this thing ain't popping in the streets. We know this ain't the R. Kelly sex tape, whatever these little kids into and with the nastiness. Not that. It's not that. It ain't no skinny jeans, okay? <laughs> this is not the skinny jeans. We know y'all don't want to, but this is what you need. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And guess what? It, it got some flair in it. It got some swagger in it, too, because it's our people. So the thing about it is, now they probably wouldn't get it if it weren't free. We got to make it as widely available as possible. They make yeah. all the smut available as widely mm-hmm. as possible. And so we got to make this widely available as possible. And that's the challenge, to make it as widely available as possible, but also make it so we can sustain ourselves in doing what yeah. we're doing. Mm-hmm. And when I see the the 230 videos, and like you said, I'll set up and watch your video when you were saying you got the YouTube strike. And you was like, I have to go through here. I got to render this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, he goes, I got to go and get this equipment. I was like, it's a man after my own heart. Mm-hmm. Because... He doing this on his own. It ain't no, Donnie, you ain't getting a grant from Columbia now, are you, Donnie? Donnie, are you oh, getting a grant from Harvard? No. Oh, okay. Are you getting your I, eyes I, on I, the prize? I don't think, you, I don't think uh, if you got a grant from uh, Columbia, they would let you put up Khalid Muhammad. <laughs> you know? They ain't going to let you do that. Donnie, are you promoting hate, Donnie? Donnie? Hate speech. Hate speech. And rhetoric. Don't you love us? Donnie? <laughs> Because everybody should love us. Everybody should love us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I wanted to, I did want to add that um, right now I'm reading this book by um, this brother from Brazil. His name is Joao Costa Vargas. It's called Never Meant to Survive. And he, well, he actually lives in Austin now. He's been there for about 10 years. But like at the end of the book, which is what I'm on now, he's talking about how we have to find a balance between using the master's tools, you know, in order to get out of and, and like he says, create a whole new world, basically. Create a whole new paradigm and a way of being. And so hmm. YouTube is also controlled by corporate media, right? But we still have to use it, you know, to yeah. get, the, get the word out. So it's this hegemony that's there that you have to, you have, to have integrity. You know what I mean? And if you're going to be putting this stuff out. And like you said, some people do have egos and they just kind of want to be seen. And so YouTube, yeah. YouTube is like the like height of the vanity of America. Like neoliberalism on steroids. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. is. And so if, if they're putting information out that our people need and they want to hoard it, well, it's just in line with the whole idea, you know what I mean? Of, well, I did this, so I should get the glory, you know? Yeah. So unfortunately, we have to use their tools, but people's minds are still in this... And the, you know, the selfish, individualistic yeah, way of being. It's, it's terrible. Yes, it, it is. It's terrible. And, and and you're absolutely right. Like, you have to use, hey, Facebook is a tool. That's how I look at it. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. It's not the, it's not the, you know, it, that's not the solution. It's just a tool that mm-hmm. we can use. Mm-hmm. And we, a lot of people get caught up in thinking that it's not a tool. Like, oh man, I have a screenshot of it. I, um, when um, When Jordan Davis was murdered, um, you know, the, you know, people, you know, people get on Facebook and start talking. Oh, we need to do this and we need to do that. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I seen one, one brother. He said, "We don't even need to organize in the street anymore. We got Facebook." I was like, oh, "What?" Shit. <laughs> I'm like, "This is what people think." Yeah. I'm like, "I hope this is not what people think." Like, all you gotta do is think that. Like Facebook, we use Facebook maybe to organize something that we gonna organize in person. Like maybe we might use Facebook to get everybody. You know, to get the event out, and then we'll go meet up somewhere. But we still gonna work in the street. That's the that's where you have to go. Cause number one, mm-hmm. not everybody's on Facebook. 
And you're not oh, going to reach everybody on Facebook. And, you know, on Facebook, people can ignore you. They can mm-hmm. just go past your post. But if you're in their face, you knock it on the door. It's, just, it's hard to ignore you, you know? Exactly. <laughs> it's funny you said that because the whole thing about, the, the, well, picking up what Zari said, you got the whole neoliberal ethic. Is This is my information. Mm-hmm. I'm the smart nigga. <laughs> <laughs> right then, you also got the whole the whole whole thing. What you just said, this whole I call it these these little technocrat youngsters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They literally they really like you know uh, real technologically savvy, so to speak. And so the last time I checked, I'm we inside a studio. I ain't inside Facebook. Okay, <laughs> I don't know how you organize inside of a Facebook. Facebook, like you said, might be good for mobilization, but as Brother yeah. Kwame Turi said, mobilization, you must not mistake mobilization for organization. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This <laughs> must be properly understood, properly. And so if that's not properly understood, like you just said, uh, and then also, like you just, uh, I have to say about the Facebook, use it as a mobilizing tool. But remember, it's people on Facebook that be watching. I uh, yes. always feel oh, yeah. like yep. oh, somebody's yeah. watching me. <laughs> you ain't got no privacy. You sure don't. That's true. That's why these kids are always kind of like mechanical. I don't know if you noticed this, but they seem to, they don't have the ability to like talk to people. They're like, yes, hello. You know, they don't even have hey, any. It's the Twitter thing. They have no sociability. Oh, I think that's, I think it's even affecting um, the adults. Yeah. On there now because I, 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 I meet some adults and we try, you know, very active on Facebook, posting all the time, and then we meet and we're talking and nothing. <laughs> nothing. It's like, I'm splat. like, wow. So, yeah, like maybe I should just post to your face. We're just sitting across from each other and talk on Facebook. Maybe then you'll talk. But, like, that's what I've been noticing a lot. A lot of people just are losing, um, I don't know, the, 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 the ability, yeah, the ability to communicate one on one, just mm-hmm. talk, have a conversation about anything. You know, I, I don't know what, I don't know why, like people would get so caught up in Facebook or social media or even the cell phone. Like people, I listen, man. I was just getting um, harassed the other day by my friend because I didn't respond to the text quickly, quickly enough. You know. I'm like, yo, when I'm doing stuff, my phone, I don't even pay attention to that thing. Exactly. You know, so you got to, you got to, <laughs> but everybody, you know, you're walking around Manhattan. I bumped into somebody yesterday because she's like this, texting, and the other guy, another guy, he walks into me, he's texting, and nobody's paying attention. And mm-hmm. Yep. It's all, and it, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's all like this Orwellian <laughs> news speak. speak. Shit, like you know, they coming up with a new thing every day. I can't even keep up, and I'm a young man. You know what I'm saying? But shit, I can't. I don't know what they're talking about. And then also, it's also you got to look at it like this, man. We live in a capitalistic society, yeah. and we live in a society. We live in a particularly we in America. This is the settler colonial empire. People here that's here ain't supposed to be here. All right. And the thing about when I put that all into consideration, then you analyze that with the capitalist society, you got to understand something. It's natural for people to want to commune. I want a community. I didn't say communism, but I said commune. (laughs) That's where communism come from. Yes. Now, I want to know this for a fact. I know this for a fact. There is no way you can have a true community in capitalism because it's all about individualism. Mm -hmm. But what they'll think, they'll think you, they'll make you think you can get that shit. By you can commune with your brothers and sisters on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. 
is what it is. I look at it as like everybody on this on this thing because what they're trying to do, they're trying to have this communion with people through the 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 imposed infrastructures of society. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because we're so divorced and we're so individualized, but it, we're, we're so uh, isolated. But it filters itself through the political economy of settler colonial capitalism, which always results to the type of community you have is look at me. Look at me. I'm the shit. You ain't shit. Look at me. And then that filters <laughs> off through the quote-unquote uh, liberation struggles. I'm the baddest nigga in the world. Look at me. I can save the black nation. Look at my muscles. Oh, look at me. I <laughs> knew. I went here. I met uh, I met Hoopshepshu. She's my wife. <laughs> She's my wife. I go to events and it's like, it's pretty much just all about, not even organization. You go to events and they got tables set up to just sell stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not saying you shouldn't sell stuff. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if we are putting on an event, say, for Khalid Muhammad, which I went to one, and we have tables set up, but no tables signing up people to, to work, to right. organize. To get that's, people's information. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's the most important. Like If you're going to have a t- you should sell vendors. I, hey, that's beautiful, but... There's no organization going on there. So it seems like it's just people just having events to draw people in to sell whatever products they're selling and charge at the door and $30, $40 at the door. And and you hear some of them, I've seen some of them talk on YouTube about the amount of money they get and talking about how, yeah, I get 200 people to show up. I, I could pack the place. I'm like, come on, what does that even yeah. have to do with? The struggle, you pack in the place, but ain't no work getting done. Yep. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. And, and the thing about it is, if you collecting money like that, and you collecting the money off 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 the name of the, of the liberation struggle, mm-hmm. then it needs to be a tax on that money. We mm-hmm. need to see where that money going we to. Isn't yeah. some brothers and sisters homeless on the street? Put them up in some kind of housing. That's, I'm all about working. I. I'm about getting money. It's what we do with the money collected. Yeah, right. no, that's, exactly. that's the thing. And, and that's the thing. Like you said, you go in as an individual vendor trying to be, feast off the larger body politic of the African liberation struggle. You make your little money off of it and that's your money. No, that need to go to all of us. We make, we got, we need to, cir- when you circulate the dollars, you got to make sure they stay inside. We ain't yeah. circulating them just so you can go pay the bill, light man and the bill man. Now I know that's, that you need to do that. But that's why we got to have more organizations instead of just we have this and then we and everybody come here. We can't be yeah. no left arm. Yeah, it's a bunch we of We can't events. be no goddamn left arm. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's like a conscious, a quote conscious, like these these people just wanna be they don't wanna they don't wanna smash like capitalism, they just wanna be black capitalists, I guess. I don't know, but because that's not that because what I'm seeing is just straight capitalism, it's just making profit off of the struggle mm-hmm. but like when, when we have some events you know people show up and like we had the event for move in, in Philadelphia and people are showing up to you know can can I set up a vendor table damn and I'm like wow I'm like I'm I, but we had just to, you know to deal with this 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 terrible event that happened yeah and the first thing you worried about is can you set up a vendor table and trying to build a career <laughs> from it you know that's like, what people are doing <laughs> Yeah, I I heard some of the excerpts from that stuff and move. I was, I was honestly some some of the. I I anyway, <laughs> like you said, this is people trying to trying. They're to, trying to make a name. They, they trying they yeah. trying to be keepers. Yeah, and they need to follow my Lord and Savior Ayukwe Amar. Yeah, they don't but, really uh, have a genuine concern. No. 
Why don't you move on to the second question? Because we're going to okay. keep Donnie on here. <laughs> Donnie going to end up being as bald as me. He's going to lose all his hair. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm turning to Father Time over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, you know, the videos you put up, it's obvious, like you, like we were talking about, that you know, you, you put them up strategically because you want to get a certain message out to our people, a specific uh, um, agenda that we need to have, okay? And you won't see like, you know, I like, like to have a shirt with Obama and Martin Luther King Malcolm X. You won't yeah. see that in, oh, on your no. channel. <laughs> you oh, know no. what I mean? It's consistent. <laughs> it's a clear pattern of Pan-Africanism and so imposing solutions to that the problems that Africans have pretty much. Um, what type of political education have you engaged in and how has that fed into the direction and content of your channel? Well, um, I'd say, I have to say, it, 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 the political, my political education really um, took off with Malcolm X, like rediscovering Malcolm X um, after, after 9-11 because it was 9-11 that kind of put me on, on this whole path because honestly I was just telling somebody yesterday honestly I was I actually kind of believed in America don't don't hang up on me now you know <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> there was a time like I actually wanted to be I, I was, I'm such a like nerd a military nerd that I, you know I study all the military technology and, and stuff so I actually wanted to be in the Air Force so I was I was going to leave uh, after high school I was going to go into the Air Force and fortunately um, I got into music and so I said okay I'm, I'm not going there and then but um, so after 9-11 when I saw that happen I'm thinking like wow if I was there if I was in the Air Force, I'd be right in the middle of this whole thing. They'd be sending me somewhere to go do something. And that, but but 9-11 is what started me on that path because I kept thinking, like, when you know, you're watching people jump from the building and stuff like that. But, and people get emotional about that. But my thing, I was, I was really thinking about, like, what would make these people fly a plane into a building. Like, what? That mm -hmm. means we have to have done something to mm -hmm. these people because who who would want to leave, you know, their family and all that stuff to go kamikaze into a building and never to mm -hmm. be here again? So that put me on the path, like, all right, I'm going to just start investigating what's going on. You see that what America was doing in Afghanistan all through the 80s and stuff. And so, so, um, just uh, going through all all of all of that history and just figuring out like wow this is this place is real like these people really did some stuff man and <laughs> and from that point I'm just like gone I'm like that's it I'm I'm all in you know I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to learn everything about history and our history at that because at that point I didn't really know much about our history either and so I start listening to Malcolm X again. And it just lit a fire that made me say, you know what? Just <laughs> I just start picking anything I could read, get books, and, and just start reading more. Because before I used to read, like I always read, but I used to just read like technical books, like computer programming and stuff like that. I never used to read history or about our history because even in, in my youth, I was I never used to think that Africa meant anything to me. Like I, I used to say, 
that I was American. I used to say that to people. I, or the Africa, that, that I don't, I don't know about what's going on there. And I feel ashamed saying that now, but it it, it show. But I think it shows how miseducated we are, because uh, to to for, for someone to just uh be ashamed of Africa. Mm-hmm. I was ashamed of Africa. Like I didn't want to have anything to do, and that's that's the crazy thing. Because even with the Eyes on the Prize series, watching that as a youth, these programs never talked about nope. Africa. That's nope. the thing; they never nope. talked about Africa. So you still just thinking about America. That's it, mm-hmm. and just trying to find a place in America. So yep. we never thought about Africa at all. Exactly. I, I actually really like the fact that you said that. You was honest and say that because most. People act like they came out came out the womb with a black fist in the mm-hmm. air. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? We live in America. This is a, there's a point to education. That's why we came up with conscientization. You know, and that's why I, I, these white folks. I'm talking to you, white folks, and all you white <laughs> folks be coming out here and y'all be saying, "Well, see, look, that nigger said it. He said it too. Well, hell, we got the same training as you." Yep. You know what I'm saying? I, I I get I get tired of that disingenuous. Our baby girls is promoting it get promoted the same blonde hair, blue eyed mm-hmm. white woman that the white girl get. Mm-hmm. The only mm-hmm. thing is our women ain't blonde hair, blue eyed, right? Mm-hmm. So we getting the same type of propaganda, but some kind of way naturally inclinations, right? We supposed to like know everything about Africa. You got to teach us about Africa. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you, they are teaching lions to meow. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they act disingenuous when they, they, get a, uh, they get a Negro like Obama. And they say, well, Obama said da 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 blah 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 That's the litmus test of the colonial evolve, what they would call in the Belgian colonies, of the type of Negro you're supposed to be. So but by the time you like 12 years old or whatever, Everybody's supposed to know. Everybody's supposed to know that always America's right. Yep. That's just objective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just objective. And if you say anything about Africa, that's just emotionalism. Mm-hmm. And I like what you said about Otters on the Prize because I remember that and I see the same problem with this whole Selma shit mm-hmm. because the problem I'm having is it's showing the American flag us going into America. Now, if we really knew what we lost <laughs> in Africa, Hell, we wouldn't want none of this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we run yeah. this thing like this. But that's the point of what we're doing. And what I hear in your voice is the same thing. It kind of happened to me the same way. And see, and I remember, we, we got, I got about four years on you. You know what I'm saying? So you was like, like you said, 9-11 happened. It was straight out of, you was straight out of uh, uh, high, high school. school. Yeah. yeah, I was teaching elementary kids. Yes, that's right. They let my African ass <laughs> around Good. some African youth. And I was, and they loved me. That, I was, I was, I was a youngster too. I was sitting up, but I was like listening to all kind of stuff and stuff like that. I remember nine eleven happened because his principal said, "Oh man, do you have any family in New York?" I said, "Do I have family in New York? I'm from the damn Texas. No, I ain't got no damn family in New York." She was talking about my family in Africa, and that's it. I don't know. Shoot, we didn't go through the Great Migration. You know what I'm saying? Or they they ran us off, right? Like Chancellor yeah, Williams exactly. said, right? Yeah. And so, and then I said. First thing I walked over to my homeboy who was also a teacher. He was a re- they call it special ed. Then they gave it a euphemism, resource, research learning. And uh, I said, "Say, bro, shit, them crackers done fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing out of my mind. I'm just gonna keep it real with you. I said, "Them, oh, crackers, them crackers done fucked up." 
Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, no, nah, for real though, I remember, the, I think the people who best, I remember Kwame Toure said, the best organizers of our people, and I saw it on a video that Donnie Mossberg put up on his channel, <laughs> is going to be the enemy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I remember growing up, I went to Robert E. Lee Elementary School. That is the Confederate. Damn. That is the Confederate general who was fighting to keep us in them chattel slavery from this, as opposed to this neo-slavery we in, right? And um, I remember I got in trouble because I said, man, I just can't rectify. I can't play the song. I ain't going to sing this damn song. And he wanted slavery. And the teachers and all the students tried to tell me like, well... He wasn't for slavery. He didn't agree with it. I said, yeah, but if he would have won, I would have been in change. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a little kid, and they was putting the pressure on me. Luckily, my mom and them worked for the school. They said, leave my boy alone. And so I had to get into it with a couple little, you know, the whole time. So they they the ones who let me know I was African. Even, you know, so well, thank you for that, white folks, because they can <laughs> help you get to Africa quicker than I could ever could yeah, get my oh. brothers and sisters to Africa. <laughs> And the thing was, like you said, I had. It's, it's funny you said Malcolm. It seems like, you know, the you know the brothers. We we this that Malcolm. You always go back and investigate Malcolm. And it was because I was listening to Malcolm that I was twelve years old talking about I'm a Muslim. You know, the white devils is and stuff like that. <laughs> I was back out, man. I was in Austin, so you know it was. I it was some tough times. But the thing about I really like about it was I hear the honesty in your voice because then I did more studying on our people, right. Because I was always with the Islam was the true religion of the black man, right? Yeah. Then I found out that the damn Arabs had enslaved us. I said, oh, yeah. I got to drop this shit too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I started to study. Uh, I heard about Dr. Clark. I started hearing about all this. St- but it was in bits and pieces. You know what I'm saying? And you kind of drop it because, what, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't no internet back then. And so all I knew was Malcolm and... And I was just, you know, it was it just gets real confusing. That's why the information that you put out is so so good because, you know, if 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 we if we ain't dealing with stuff in terms, if you say the right chant or wear the right dashiki, then you'll get back to Africa. You know what I'm saying? But what's clear on your channel and what you see on the channel is that we're gonna have to we're gonna have to fight and we're gonna have to organize. And the yeah. whole purpose is not just to fight, but it's so we can develop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got to develop. I think that's what people's missing. And spe- I'm, I'm just worried about the Pan-African, revolutionary Pan-African movement. People got to work out their own cultural thing on their own. We got a billion of us dispersed around the world. I, I can't solve your problems in mine. I have a finite amount of resources and time. We cannot solve you. We're not, I'm, I'm going to save. I got to, we got to save and try to put my efforts for African people, not the universe. Okay. There's going to be correlations because we all in the human family. But uh, I, 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 I have finite resources. But it, I, I, I really, I think that's good you said that. It ain't nothing to be ashamed of that. No. That just shows you how this colonial system works. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And and they they real slick with that shit too, yeah. man. I'm telling you. That's all I mean. Yeah, because like, I... Re- I'm, oh. I'm sorry, no, go ahead. Okay. I remember <laughs> not being ashamed of Africa. I just remember not thinking about it that much. You know... It was like, like you said, they keep you in America so much. So you become, you just get involved in negritude, you know? So everything you do is, um, you know, listening to what they call black American music. You think you're black American and blah, blah, blah. You do what black folk do. This is how black people do it. You know, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, so, and, and, and. And nobody even really mentioned Africa around me. I knew that that's where we were from, but and it wasn't like I was ashamed of it. But like I was telling James the other day, you see Sally Struthers, and 
my concern was like, why are people living that way? You know, I wouldn't, mm. I never understood that because I was like, that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? And I saw myself in them because otherwise it wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't have affected me so much. But they, I just remember not have, not seeing a connection. Maybe that's why I never thought about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we all have that, that problem where, um, uh, who I forgot who was talking about this, but they were saying that, you know, some of us feel our Africanness, but we don't, that was Amos Wilson, I think. I think, I can't remember. Anyway, that we feel our Africanness, we just don't know how to pull it out. You know what I mean? We don't mm. know where it is, what it is, how to identify it. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's where it comes from when it does come out is because we, it's in us. We just, it's just been yeah. bottled up by colonialism. You but know? yeah, I, 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 I uh, what you just said, um, like your experience is, is kind of the same as mine because like my, my, my mom and um, her aunt, uh, they, when we, when I was little, she, uh, my aunt, used to live with us and she had a school in Ghana and she was sending um, some of our books to Ghana and I was kind of upset. I'm like, why are you sending up? Why are you sending my book? Like, you know, because I had a whole bunch of like computer books and stuff like that. Why are you giving uh, those are mine? And, but, but they would talk about it, but I guess that's a criticism to, to my mom is that she never really explained the necessity of, of, giving these books to the people in Africa, like to the to the school in Ghana. I, I never saw it as important. And so that that that's something that I mean, hey, I gotta criticize my mom for that because that might have changed a whole lot in my lifetime if maybe we talked about it in depth and really explained why this was necessary. And there was um educator, he passed um he passed away recently. Um G2 Woozy, he always used to talk about the concept of two schools. You got to have the school that you go to and the school at home. And that's where you learn about yourself. And so I didn't, I guess I didn't really have that second school at home. Yeah, none of us did. <laughs> that's what yeah. we needed. That's the problem. I yeah. think that's a big problem. Because at least if, if we can't get control of the schools where we are, at least we can count to that by, uh, you know, educating at home, you know? Yes. <clears throat> I think, the, and I think the thing about it is, well, we do need to move to like this is the twenty first century, and like me and we like we was talking to brothers in, in England, and uh, 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 now we talking to you in New York, and and we just having a conversation, just like you know, like it's just nothing, and, and you know, you like you said, like I said, I got four years on you, so you remember the time back when you used to ask for the girls' phone numbers, and you know, you had to keep them numbers up <laughs> off in your head. <laughs> You didn't have no cell phone. Oh, the piece of paper. You got a piece oh. of paper. Oh, dog, give me a piece of paper, dog. This girl. <laughs> you know, and we only had we only had seven digits. We in Austin. We didn't have to learn. Houston, y'all had to do the area code and everything. Not always. Not always. Okay. We all we had to do was just the seven digits. We was good to go. Okay. <laughs> but I, I guess the point I'm the point I'm making is this: we got this here technology. And see, like Bobby Wright said, I just finished. I watched Bobby Wright about. Two weeks ago, and I finished reading Bobby Wright. Shout out to Aim, uh, shout out to Wise Intelligence for putting me up on Bobby Wright. Listen to Wise Intelligence. They say hip hop don't teach. Mm -hmm. Shit. Right? Mm -hmm. But anyway, I was listening. I read, finished Bobby Wright. Uh, uh, it's only a 40-page book. I think it's called The Psycho, Psychopathic Racial Personality. That was the book. And the thing about it is, it's like, we do need to supplement that at home. But you got to understand... White institutions, these colonial institutions, they have the power to enforce, reinforce the ideology. So 
when they when we learn what we do, when we learn to say that's right, Abraham Lincoln freed the slave. That's right. I ain't leave nothing in Africa. Ain't nothing good in Africa. I'm glad I became an American. I don't want to be an African booty scratcher. I don't want to do none of that. I'm American. That's right. Ooh, I'm a thrall, right? But uh, that when we when we when we when we when we say <clears throat> stuff like that, they get reinforced for that. In a sense, a sellout is a logical extension. Like it, it makes sense on a level, on a certain mm-hmm. sense of the level, because sometimes they get paid. Yeah, we don't. You you look at the liberation struggle, man. You'd be like Bobby Brown. You roll, you roll. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Ghostbusters, how you and you and me. No, nah, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? But basically my point is, so we got to supplement that application. And I'm saying we got the Skype, we got everything. But also we need to take, we need to take it to another level and reward our people. We need to organize. And that's what I see, especially in these videos with Kwame Ture. We are not organized. We can, like he said, we can run and go fight the damn National Guard, but when it comes to organizing some shit, oh, man. And now, unless it's a party. Now, yeah. shit, we can go to the <laughs> oh, party. Oh, yeah, we're we can, organizing We can party. organize some events. You can rally the whole community around that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. hey, brother, let's organize me conscientiously. But we have to learn. We have to be conscientized this stuff, man. We have to organize it and say, okay, if our kid... If our children found out about the Berlin Conference, 1884-85, and understand those borders are illegal, and the countries in Africa are nothing but neo-colonies, still subservient to the same colonial masters, but all kicking into the big dog, the U.S., and then we say, yeah, you got that little boy, you got that little boys and girls, you got that right, and you going to get you a scholarship to this school, so you can be an engineer, and then you, who you going to engineer for? Shell? Hell no. We going to pay you to engineer for your people to build bridges back home or in the communities wherever we are in the diaspora. And the problem is, I got this, this is what I'm saying. We need to find the strengths in the diaspora and stop focusing on the weaknesses. And ultimately, what we need to do is destroy the diaspora. So we just over here because we want to be over here. Not as opposed to we being dispersed. And that's what I'm saying. And I see the videos playing a role in this technology doing their role. But you got, we got to check them foes to just say, oh, man, all we got to do is just do it on Facebook. <laughs> Jordan Davis didn't get shot by the Facebook bullet. Yeah, exactly. All right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and, and like you said, um, we have to really like start sending people to, to get educated, to come back to Africa to help build it up. If they can't get it in Africa, like that's what the Japanese did. I know they sent it. That's how they was able to shock the world in World War Two. They were sending their, their people here and mm-hmm. to Europe to learn about all their military technology. And they went there and built it up and, you know, wreak, wreak havoc. And I think we kind of need to do the same, the same kind of thing. Like instead of sending our children to school just to be a doctor, we need doctors to help. Uh, people like you got communities even here in America where there's no mm-hmm. medical centers, no no kind of healthcare going on, and people are just dealing with illnesses. and And we have so many doctors that are coming out now. Black doc- doctors from Africa, doctors you know that came here from Africa to learn how to be doctors, and don't even realize that you need to bring this back to your people. Like we need this, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That's kind. Con- that's conventional, though. You hear that 
in in the African community or in the African, you know, spaces that, oh, you know, you even hear it on some sometimes movies. I want to like go to school and bring it back to my community. And I was, you know, so the people that idea is out there. It's just when people put it into practical use, they get sucked in to making sure that they are right and they take care of their family. So then how do you do that? You go to the white institution. So all your ideals that when you were in school and you were a student, you become mature and you say, I'm going to worry about me and my family and that's it. You know, and you just go off. So we know that. People know that because they say it. But then they don't do it because they... Shoot, they out for self. Yeah, that 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 money is a drug. Yeah, you know, if you become a doctor and then you start making good money, you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just keep here. on doing this. You know, yeah. give me a nice house and. Because my family lives in a bubble, and my family is not a part of the world, so <laughs> just to make sure they <laughs> they're okay. You know, yeah, because they're not gonna go outside with and interact <laughs> right. with anybody. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> we got our own island. Like. <laughs> Yes, the oxygen is our oxygen. <laughs> but, but that's that's the whole problem with this whole like individualism, uh, this 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 Western rugged individualism that we've been imposed upon us. <clears throat> I know Donnie put up a lot of Amos Wilson videos, who I'm I'm very uh, appreciative you did because I've read uh, Blueprint for Black Power, and I've learned that uh, African people on the continent in the in anywhere on the diaspora Caribbean, we're the most rugged, individualistic, ideological motherfuckers in the world. You know what I'm talking about? We sit up here and, and, and here it is. And then think about it. Think about the language we say. Think about this. Dog, I, I, I want to get it on my own. You know what I'm saying? I don't need nobody. I don't need nobody. Then when they refer, this is how we talk about white folks. Man, them white folks ain't going to let you do that. They, we didn't say, <laughs> we didn't say that white person we say them white folks. So we recognize it's a collective that's doing something, but our response to it is to be the baddest super nigga in the world. <laughs> and you're going to get past it. And you're going to get past it. Yep. And the thing about it is, we let everybody have this lazy fair. We have no accountability yep. to one another. Yep. Everybody can just do what they want to do. I, I, I fall in... You can't tell... You can't criticize me for falling in love with somebody from another race. You can't criticize my heart... Well, let me put it to you like this. I The last time I checked, it's a black woman and a black man. They come together, they can make a black baby. You know what I'm talking about? And I, I will say this much. When you get involved with the interracial relationships, there's a power dynamic. It's very political, okay? Yeah. And you're not going to enter into some... You, as an African, if you, you are someone who has to develop and build a nation. Build a nation. That has not been done. You're trying to lose yourself into this other person's cultural vantage point. Because mm-hmm. what are they going to do? They going to be you going to get you a white woman to say she going to build for Africa, or are you going to say this is my American dream? You see what I'm saying? That's yeah. the problem. They we you don't know yourself, and then you think of yourself as just a color. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a color. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not no different from them. We're I read all humans. We're all humans. <laughs> we all humans. We all come from. We all have our origins in in Greece. <laughs> We all come from. We all love the Queen of England, right? It's like, damn, it's like replete with this stuff, man. And so you got a people like Kwame Ture said about SNCC, and when he kicked the white folks out, and everybody with the white folks was hurt. You know, the white liberals was hurt because he said you cannot have economically insecure people 
with the economically secure people and expect them to run it and then and, and expect things to be developmental for that economically secure people. Mm-hmm. They're going to get exploited. Yeah. And then we don't know ourselves. We literally think, we say, you, Donnie, I know you done heard it up there. Oh, shoot, there's some white folks on there. You know they're going to do it right. Yeah. That's the yeah, first yeah, thing. You hear that all the time. Oh, shit. Oh, some white people going to be. Well, you know them white folks don't play. I'm glad it ain't just some niggas up there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's the first thing we <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, you hear that all the time. Yeah, all yeah. the time. And you know, this is this is real African talk right here. So I know we telling y'all, like, oh, gosh, I didn't know. Yeah, Negro, you lying. Stop lying. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like uh, people say, oh, yeah, you know, there's no racism. Yeah, right. No. Where's all this stuff coming from? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, like that's that Fox News nonsense that like, they, like it doesn't even exist. Yeah, uh-huh. like, yep. are you kidding me? Yep. In 2015, you're trying to say where's this stuff coming from? Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> yeah. what? It is and ridiculous. My my my, and uh, another big issue I have with the interracial uh, dating and mating in in this movement is that if we're trying to make young people feel good about themselves and, and, and feel good about being African. How can I, how can I, how can they honestly believe me if I'm walking in with a white wife? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, oh, so you're telling, so I'm telling you that you're beautiful and that you should always think of yourself as being beautiful, but oh, yeah, but you know, my wife, Katie over here, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that, that's not going to work. Yeah, no, it's not. I don't think because, I mean, a lot of pe- a lot of adults look down on um on not look down but I guess think that children can't pick up on things but they pick up exactly. on things. They pick on them. Exactly. Pick up yeah. on them fast. So they'll pick up on that. Like yeah, all right. You telling me that I'm supposed to love man? Please, I'm gonna go out there and find me a white white woman, mm-hmm. a white man, or something. Yep, you are exactly it's, right. It's so true. And then the thing <laughs> about it is, we got a nation to build. Yeah. And so basically, what I mean by that is this: this goes beyond your personal preference. I, you know Ab- what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, well, that's that individualism. So even if you found Katie was your best love mate or whatever Katie did for you, I don't know. Katie, I ain't saying Katie, let Katie be your friend. Why you got to move it up to sleep with her? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. You can be friends with Katie and not want to let it go to some sexual stuff, but you got to build with a queen. I'm just, I'm just saying you got to build with a sister because that's the nation. And like yeah. you said, we're so underdeveloped. I look at sisters, you know, and I'm I'm older now, and I see like how the game is ran on us. As soon as they come out the womb, they've been told right away it's something wrong with their bodies. Yeah. That means they got to change their hair to look more like a woman. So to where I've heard sisters say this, I'm not gonna wear no natural. I don't look like no fucking dyke. That's what they'll tell you. You know what I'm saying? We think to be us is the most closest to evil in the world. And see, that's the problem, you know. I know in the white liberals, you know what I'm saying. I, the, the 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 straight up on the right, you know what I'm saying. They're the most honest. They'll tell you yeah. you're from Africa. Oh, yeah. They'll tell yeah, you you're sure from Africa, will. right? But see, you get them white liberals, they'll confuse you. Oh, well, you you're not really from Africa. You're like me. And then you get people who are not securing themselves and don't know their history. They'll fall in love with their line because they think. The problem is they color. Mm-hmm. And they think because they can re- recite uh, 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 Heidegger and Hegel yeah. and shit yeah. like that, that, oh, this person sees me as a human. But what's human? European universalism. And see, that's very dangerous. And that's why I say the, the, the white liberal is, the more, is more dangerous because yeah. they're, they're, dealing, they're dealing with, some, with, with a people that have been colonized by them 
And 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 they gonna tell you you just like me. Now, for somebody who's been saying you ain't nothing your whole life, that's music to their brainwashed hey, ears. It sure is, yep. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. we that's why it's so dangerous because we don't know ourselves. We can't build with you. It's been so much damage done that it's just autopilot. You know, just like how they how they move and act on us. Well, it's about the working it sure class. Is. It's about class. I will say class is a factor, but the class in the African community is different from just being economics in the white nation. Because to be to move up the class is to be like a black Anglo-Saxon here, and maybe in uh, 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 Martinique is to be like a Frenchman. But the thing is, we need to understand that as a people, and that's why, again, going back to Donnie's videos, that's why it's important we put these up. And we're going to move on to the next question because I don't keep talking. <laughs> oh, my, my next question, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read from Ayikwe uh, uh, Armaz's book. Um, it's called, Why Are We So Blessed? There's a part in here, he's reading from one of the characters named Modin. And he's talking to uh, this white girl who's trying to sex him up. Uh, and um, her name is Amy. And this is a very good book. Um, uh, that's all I got to say but he says they're having a conversation she asks she says you didn't say which country you were from were you ashamed and Modin responds it's not shame I just think of all our small states as colonial things I'm an African uh, when we think about that statement we know you are a member of uh, the all African people's revolutionary party and based on you know watching your videos from Kwame Ture who was one of his founders, we understand that one of their primary ideological contributions to black people is that we must still struggle as Africans. Oh, yeah. When you think about your work in the party in conjunction with your involvement in many of the political struggles currently happening, you know, around relationships with the police, which is a colonial relationship, uh, what do you think are some of the limitations that you have witnessed uh, that, are, that, are, that are going on in some of these discussions or struggles because people are not struggling as Africans. And it appears that people are trying to call these struggles, not colonial struggles, not struggling because we're in a struggle since we got off the boat in 1619, Jamestown, Virginia. It appears that they're just labeling our problems as stemming from being a marginalized group like white women, as opposed to a colonized population. Because one of the things I always hear is this, you know, this woman thing, this universal woman thing. But, you know, there's blacks and women. Well, hell, what about black women? Mm -hmm. yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. goddamn. So you're saying women, so you don't, you don't racialize women, but you what the European always do, they universalize it. Yep. Because we got some women, mm -hmm. right? So what are some of the things you've seen and contradictions? Because... Then we're not struggling like Kwame Ture said in, in what your party, uh, All African People Revolutionary Party, based on that ideological premise. If you don't struggle as African, you don't, you, you, you miss the boat. You miss the boat. So, yeah, well, um, I, what, what, what I think is definitely um, one of the big problems if you're not struggling as an uh, African is that you start getting caught up in other. Issues, other move, and I'm not saying that they don't matter. But if you're the most dispossessed people on the planet, why should you have to jump and take your attention away from working to liberate your people to go deal with 
another situation. Like we're uh, we are under constant pressure all the time. So I can't even think about and I know that um ideologically the party, you know, supports like the the um the Irish because they they are um under uh uh British colonial colonialism, but me, I personally can't really get with that because I feel that we are so caught up and we are so under pressure right now that trying to do anything other than liberate ourselves, liberate our people is a waste of time and it's, take, it's a distraction. So the reason I get involved in the movement is to try to influence people and to, to at least have a voice that says, listen, we get, this is what we got to do and try to organize those who are receptive to it. Um, I don't want to just be the person that's like, oh, well, these people are just marching and marching doesn't do anything. I'm not all right. If the people are marching, that means they want to do something. So we have to go in and try to, you know, lead it in the direction that it needs to go. And that's what's been happening as I've been um, going to some of these protests and marches and people, are, you know, you know, ask me who I'm with. I say, you know, all African people's revolutionary party. And they're like, whoa, what's that? When, okay, so now we have a, we're starting to talk about, you know, being African, you know, struggling as African. Once we start, once, once, once we get, um, um, get, 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 get that information to them. So that, that is my, my biggest problem in this movement is that even though we are suffering from police brutality, it's like, I understand we gotta, we gotta fight against police brutality, but we really have to get to the source. We have to get to the source of why the police are doing it anyway, you know, and, uh, and that's this, but the reason I know, and that's something, this is something I learned from Kwame Ture is, you know, he, he would say that, um, you know, many times he would have to work with organizations that he don't, doesn't like and he has to do it. Sometimes he has to organize when he's tired and you have to do it. So I work with groups that I don't necessarily agree with what they do, but if, if there's any way that, that we can use it to get people organized, then we'll do it. At least because, like Kwame Ture always says, you know, bad organization is better than no organization. So even if it's an organization that might be doing, just focusing on police brutality, I think that we can use that as a way to organize people to work towards the, 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 the greater struggle, which is liberating African people. So I think that I always try to encourage people that, that believe in liberating Africa is, and that, that believe that liberating Africa is the, uh, the, the most important part. I always try to impress upon them, listen, just, well, then join, join it. Just go... Just go, go to the march, go to some of these meetings, go to some of these rallies and give out information, talk to some people and try to get them to understand that this is going on and, and know that it's beyond just the, the police. Because like we were talking earlier, once we found out that, that, you know, Africa is this rich place, you know, we were ashamed of it or some of us didn't even know of it. But once we found out that this is a rich place, we're like, wow. And that's what happens to a lot of people. Like I was talking to a sister uh, yesterday and she was just telling me how like, wow, she, when she found out how, like how much she's been lied about, uh, about Africa. Like she's, she's like, yo, I want to move to Africa. 
You know, so, and that's why I think that we need to join so many people because they don't, people are in the streets, they're struggling, they, they, they get, they're joining the struggle, but they're struggling because they, 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 the tactics that they're using are the only tactics they know. If you, if you only, like, like we go back to Eyes on the Prize, if you, if you see Eyes on the Prize, it's always marching. And so that, and so, if you're a young person, that's the first thing you think about because you don't really know another way to to struggle. You say, mm-hmm. "All right, we're just gonna go march and have a sit in." And so, I think that I don't like to just say, "Oh, they just march." Okay, maybe that's the only way they know how to resist. So let's try to give them another. Let's try to give them education and know that there are other um, ways to, re- to to struggle to to resist. You know. Mhm. Yeah, I I I noticed that same thing that a lot of people um just follow that same model because that's the model they tell us is acceptable. Yeah. You know, so you know, you we see the limitations but you can't really criticize them to the point where you you say they ain't nothing because that's all they know. That's the only yeah. con, con you know, construction that they have. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, also, what I want to add to that is a couple of things, but the first being that that's why, you know, it's good to have brothers like you who recognize this and can do this, but also people who might be in different parts of the country or parts of the world and might not, you know, can go to marches or whatever and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be honest with you and say it for the record on there. Yo, I ain't getting arrested, yo. I ain't, you know, I, I ain't going to jail. Y'all gonna take me to jail. I'm, that's all, I, I ain't gotta say nothing. I ain't going to jail. I'm just saying. But I'm, if, look, look I, I'm just saying, but my point is this. No, we need people like Donnie, uh-huh. but we all, it, it, Donnie's like multitask. He can sit up there and then make a mix on some music and shit and then render videos. I'm still trying to learn to do that. But if you can go out there, that is what's needed. But we yeah. need all different... I want people to know if you can't do it like Donnie, mm-hmm. we still got work for you. We got that yeah. work, baby. Oh, yeah. We got oh, that there's, work. There's something for everybody. Sure there's is. something for everybody. Like you can't be in 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 such a dire situation and then not think that there's something for you to do. There's something for everybody to do. Um, if you seen, I, I don't know if you've seen some of the videos from Sarah Sutton Sally that I had posted on there. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's how we found out about it. <laughs> you know, we actually, like, we were doing an interview with Cyclonius out of the UK, a hip-hop artist out of the UK. My, what's up, my brother? That's my boy. And he mentioned he was watching. I was like, I had never heard this name before. But, of course, all we did was go to Donnie, Donnie Mossberg. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I ain't never seen... Who in the hell is this dude? Right, you know. Because I first saw him, I was like, "This brother is off the chain." He's off the chain. <laughs> and, the, and the thing about the thing about Sadie, you know what I'm saying? I see a lot of people talking about you know the curse words and the stuff he yeah. used. But you know what? It's one of the things. The thing about it is, if you're not angry about the conditions that we've been put in, then you must be a dead motherfucker or something. Because I yeah. mean, and then look at what happened to us. Look at how they do us. Look at how yeah. they do this. And what you see, if you wanted a more elegant speaking and talking, maybe you should have treated us or given us back our land and gave us some reparations. But this is what you got to get. The, like, there's a song by Black the Ripper. It's called Fire is Coming, right? The fire has came, damn it. Children of the dawning, burning, fire is coming. 
year Born and bred in this city That's right. Made pee and duck feds in this city That's right. I was raised wrong, my mind state was shitty Everything they taught me in school was lies Teachers tried diss me Told me about Henry VIII but not my history I'm a product of slavery They can hate me but it's their fault They made me If it weren't for them I'd be in the sun Eating mangoes, speaking native tongue But instead we're in London selling drugs Where police harass us but really they're the fugs We're just trying to bring some money home for mum Living below the poverty line Job seekers ain't enough trust The system's damaged, my mind states malice Fuck the long thing. let's all go to Buckingham Palace I was innocent at birth but they created a savage I smoke weed cause I love it, not cause it's a habit Fuck what you think Off. I ain't working no jobs, I ain't paying no taxes or worshipping their gods I'm anti-system and anti-religion, it's all bullshit Don't hate me, so cut the wisdom These other rappers don't teach you shit when they're spitting Straight puppets, standing there smiling, looking smitten Just happy to be there Stupid ass niggas looking like slaves I changed the game without you niggas Jesus wasn't white, in fact his name was Jesus Why the fuck do we believe all these lies that they teach us? They say Africa's a third world country but they don't tell us why the British went there and committed genocide They went Australia, America, more genocide South America and India, mass genocide Can't forget the Caribbean, cause that's where I'm from We were slaves, they even erased our native tongue You can't blame me for my mentality Religion is division, it's lacking spirituality Don't be mad at me for expressing how I feel I'm just a human being, keeping it real I don't wanna deal, fuck you major record labels You couldn't owe me if you offered six figures I ain't no house nigga And when you see Sadie, you see the fire is coming. Mm-hmm. It's been I don't know how long, and you want to open up a dialogue. Well, goddamn it, they the ones doing it. You act, that's the thing. I get tired of these Negroes talking about we gonna dialogue with white folks. Yes, like uh-huh. white folks think oh. this shit just came up yesterday. They, they know how they got know. here. They that's know, the worst. They, I hate that. That's... They, they know this land didn't belong to them. They know the importance of land, and then we gonna dialogue about this. I don't. And how are they gonna sit up there and say they gonna free somebody and when they sitting on occupied Turtle Island? That is the most. That that is the most disingenuous shit. You see what I'm saying? But yeah, you put that SETI up. I was like, whoa. What were yeah. you gonna say about SETI? <laughs> oh no, I'm just saying like to, to like to the point that we got something to do. He, I remember in, in one of his lectures in one of um, I think it was uh, the Armageddon. Um, when niggas strike back, that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was in that one. He's, you know, he said, "Listen, 
Listen, I don't care. I don't care if I don't, if I got one arm, just put me in the back of the truck. Give me a gun, I oh, shoot. Yeah, I, remember I could just sit back there and shoot. Like <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying. There's a there's a there's a job for everybody. I don't want to hear you know that you do, that you that you ain't got no arms. Well, you find something for you to do with your feet, you're like or with your your head. You find something to do. Yeah, you can talk. This yeah. <laughs> like we gonna find something for you to do. It's too yeah. much stuff to get done. For you to say, well, I, I don't know what, what I can do. Like, yo, there's, yo, we got jobs for you. Yeah. We got a lot of jobs. A lot of jobs, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's one of the things, you know, we think that white folks is the only one that can that can organize our labor. You know, just because you unemployed don't mean you can't work. You see yep. what I'm saying? Take that in, listening audience. Just because you unemployed don't mean you can't work. That's what Dale Jones said. Yeah, and so the whole, the whole point is we got to organize our own labor and... You know, it's just like, but it's good you going out there to the stuff like that because, you know, um, one of the things is, you know, like I said, they're trying to do the marginalized thing. And some of the things I've been looking at sitting at this uh, this here uh, Black Lives Matter, it's like uh, with the left forum, one of the, what's that girl's name? Well, I forgot, I don't know her name. I don't even remember Alicia her name. She was the co-creator of co the slogan. It's a slogan. Paulo Fieri warned us about sloganeering, sloganeering and pedagogy of the press. Now you look at their bio to this girl, it looked like she just like trying to run for executive grant position at some university. And then like one of the things said is like, you know, she's trying to raise up, show that uh black queer people in the black civil rights movement. Well, goddammit, the white folks didn't care if you was getting booty or not getting booty. Whatever you was doing, they was kicking yeah. niggas' ass. And they so, still yeah. are. <laughs> so I don't understand. I actually, I'm, that's a rhetorical question. I'm being ironic, right? I don't understand ir irony why all of a sudden the African struggle has to be linked to this politically powerful homosexual movement. And here's the thing. What I, we was talking about struggling for Africans, right? I, you know, here's my, my, my point I'm making is this. I ain't for hurting none of the brothers and sisters, you know, because this society make people do bad things. But but here's oh, the thing. Yeah. We got Africans that look like me, you, Donnie, Zari, will look you straight in the eye and say, Oh, I'm not, I'm not African. Oh, I'm not African. But then they'll yeah. look you straight in the eye after that and say, it'll be a man and say, but I really feel like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like, well, goddamn. <laughs> now I'm supposed to listen to this fool tell me he used the same sporting waves as me, the same grease, same wave cap. He going to tell me unequivocally that he ain't no African. But then he going to tell me he got the struggle and all this and say he feel like they a woman or whatever the ABC, LBG thing going down, whatever they say. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just, I'm, my point I'm making is this. We need to come back home to the cultural roots of Mother Africa. And, I, and basically what I'm saying is this. We got people in these movements that are getting caught up in other agendas. Yeah, that's 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 the. I think that's the. the yeah, that, that that that's exactly um, what I what I think. And when just talking about the 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 um, the the uh, gay struggle, like they they really got these Africans really thinking that they really have to struggle more for their sexuality instead of their their their. their, their you know, their, their people, their nationality, or whatever right. you want to That's call right. it. That's right. No, it's like, the nationality. That's right. Like, like, because, and I try to have these discussions, but, you know, in, in this thing, man, it, it gets crazy, but how can <laughs> how can one struggle for something that you're not even being attacked for being 
gay person. Exactly. Like, a lot of people are not being... Like, you, the cops are not shooting cats down on the street because of their sexual identity, yeah. man. And so, no matter what happens, you can get you can get your whole gay liberation and everything and be good, but... And be good on that front, but you still gonna get shot by the cops. Yep. So, really, you need to fight on the front, on the, the, the most... The most imperative issue is the fact that you're an African and the system hates Africans. That's what and they so want to get what away from. To, yeah, if you want to save yourself, if you want to save yourself, forget right, let's, let's say you're individual. You're, you're one of those individualistic people. If you want to save yourself, you you need to struggle for African liberation because mm-hmm. if that's how you're going to save yourself. Yep. <laughs> you know, because the cops are going to come get you. If it's, if it's not the cops, it's the you know the the racist. Uh, person in human resources that won't hire you or mm-hmm. is, is, is always something somewhere they're not they're, and, and the whole thing about even the gay struggles that like Malcolm used to say about the the Jews in Harlem like they can hide their Jewish identity and a gay gay people can hide their their their, their sexual orientation but you can't hide your, your you can't hide your Africanness you can't hide that like you yeah. can't there's there's no way to hide, so that's what makes it even more important to 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 fight on that front because you can't hide. That's something that you can't hide. If somebody's coming to get you because you gay, you can act like you're straight and they might leave you alone or something. But you can't just say, "All right, well, I'm just gonna be a chameleon and turn white and they're gonna leave me alone." You can't do it. So you gotta, you have to. This has to be the 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 most important struggle. Then maybe after we get African liberation, then we'll deal with that. But this has to be the first thing. <laughs> yeah, because you got to ask yourself, whenever you struggle, whenever you do something, just like when we put together this web magazine, we we have like some goals where we want to go. You always got to be thinking about 10, 10, 10, 10 steps ahead. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, where, does, where are you struggling for gay folks? Where does that get you? Yeah. As an yeah. African. Now, yeah. now I'm going to tell you where it gets you. Let me tell you, J. Edgar Hoover was gay. Mm-hmm. He didn't like your black ass. Mm-hmm. No. And now you're going to start to feel sorry for everybody else. They come in here, weaseling in, and co-opt again. Like Kwame Ture said, you got a politically, you got a politically and economically secure sector called the gay movement trying to infiltrate and penetrate, pun intended, <laughs> pun yeah. intended, oh, the African movement. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just saying. And I, I heard some of the speeches, and it was like, you know, it was... Gay bodies and queer bodies in the street fighting for Michael Brown. Yeah. No, nah, it was it was Africans in the street fighting them pigs. Regardless and of I, what and, they and, do. And, and I found that to be utterly reprehensible. Yeah, it is. Because we get shot down. Oscar Grant got shot. They didn't they wasn't because he was gay. Mm-hmm. He shot yeah. that boy. They shot him with his hands behind his back. And now y'all trying to move weasel in what you did. Yeah. Because Marxism is over with. Mm-hmm. Because Marxism is over. Because the Soviet Union proved that they can't share. <laughs> That's what it was. They can't mm-hmm. share. Yeah. And then now y'all trying. And guess what? They all the gay people are trying to do is trying. They trying to open up the settler colonial a uh, 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 field so more previously excluded groups within the settler colonial nation that were excluded. Now that the empire's falling down, they saying we got room for you too. Yep. Yeah. Now they, they say we got people. room for white people, yep. and we got room for nigga lap dogs yep. that want to be the president. <laughs> yep. That's not, that's all it is, and we need to be politically savvy. Those need- people don't care about about being African, though. They just they don't. You know what I mean? They they're self hating, so they're trying to find something else to struggle around because they don't. They yeah. believe the lies that white people tell, 
And so oh, they yeah. really believe they're inferior. They really believe we have a problem. So, okay, blackness is too hard. I don't want nothing to do with it. Let me deal. These gay people have power. Let me go over there. So I, everybody want to be on the, what they think is the winning side. You know what I mean? So yeah, half of these people, that's if that's what they want to make primary, then they're dangerous for us anyway. And they yeah. can stay over there. Uh, <laughs> Zari spitting hot fire. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, but you're, you're right. That's, that's like, and... That's a problem because we keep letting all these other people tap into our energy. Like mm-hmm. the, the, we we have this energy because you know we're we're attacked on all fronts, and we have this energy. And all these other movements are trying to jump on our bandwagon to use our energy to get to yes. the where they're going to get to. And then once they get there, they're going to leave us. Yes, and we're going to be right back at square one. That's History's what proven. Yeah. Was talking History about. is yeah. proven uh-huh. to be true. Yep. History and they and they. And, 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 I, they use these 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 people who are black epidermally <laughs> with the skin. Yes, and they come in there yeah. and they disrupt like that. I remember remember Donnie was talking earlier uh, uh, last week when that we saw that we was talking about we seen that uh, Dr. Umar Johnson video. Yeah, when that girl tried to get him to say mm-hmm. like you got to be like homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Now look here, I ain't no homosexual. Why? That's the imper- It's imperial. You you it should is. see the political agenda. They, I mean, they using our own people against us and then trying to say, like, homosexuality is the new black. Mm-hmm. I've heard that shit. Yeah, yeah no, I've heard, I, I've heard that it. shit. And I'm like, what I, I, the f- How can that be the new black? Like, listen, man, it, 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 we all know that there's been um, gay people that have been attacked just for being gay. But, and the crazy thing is that they usually attacked by white folks anyway. Yeah, like yes. every, every time that has, every time I've seen it on the news here in New York, it's always been white people mm-hmm. that jump mm-hmm. other gay white people. Mm-hmm. So that's that. that that's that. I don't know that. Why? So what? So that's y'all. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta figure that out. Yeah. So like, but we like they we we can't keep letting all these people jump jump in and then jump out when they like they they don't have the and you know. It, 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 just this whole thing makes me think about like John Brown. Like mm. even though John Brown, you know, he might have organized and and did that, but the um Osborne Anderson, he like he 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 told it, and maybe he didn't say it in a way that it seemed too negative because I guess you know he looked at John as his as you know one of his one of his good friends, but. The, he he he. His analysis of the failure of the raid at Harper's Ferry was because John Brown, even though he was, um, just as as he. This is what um uh Osborne was saying, like you know, just, just as he's um as much against slavery as um as even the the the, the Africans, but those white hostages that they took. Osborne says that his his um you know, his empathy for them and for their families not wanting to hurt them or anything is what did them in. And so it's almost like you can't, you can't expect them to go as far as you can, as you need to go because they're not going to be, they're not going to be able to do it. It's going to be hard. Like just John Brown, he's looking at all these white people that, you know, they look like him and they look like what he would say. Oh, they look like good people. But I mean, no, if, you, if 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 we're fighting against slavery, man, I can't. I ain't got no time to be worried about why I don't want their family to get hurt. Listen, man, we listen, man, we trying to get out of this. 
So we gotta if we gotta kill him, we gotta do it. Yeah, and yes, exactly. It's like he like he sees himself in them. You know what I'm saying? And that's a contradiction. Again, that's what we were talking about interracial dating, because it's a contradiction. You know, we are insecure in everything, and we have to build, we have to build something anew. And you have to be serious. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, 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 you gotta you gotta investigate your preferences too. Why do you like a certain thing? You know what I'm saying? And you have to yeah. we have to stop being so politically naive in the sense that like think everything is based on morals. Oh, well, they let's have the moral, we have the moral high ground. I don't give a fuck. They got Africa. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Fuck they morals. sure do. Tearing it apart. <laughs> Oh man, I love that I love that you said that That's it That's it right there for this episode and if you want to finish listening to this interview in its entirety all you have to do is go to our site at conscientization101.com or c101magazine.com and subscribe today you will have access not only to this particular interview but to all of c101's interviews and much more if you subscribe so Go to our subscription benefits page for full details. And remember, most importantly, you will be supporting 100% independent media. This episode has featured music from Donnie Mossberg, and the track was called Tragedy. And if you want to find out more information about Donnie, you can find him on YouTube and just search Donnie Mossberg. You can also find him on Instagram with his handle being at Donnie Mossberg. His Twitter handle is at Donnie Mossberg and his Facebook would be forward slash Donnie Mossberg. So he's easy, easy to find. He's easy to find. You can also find him on SoundCloud where he has some more of his music at Machine Gun Funk. That, that would be the search term that you use. We also feature music from Black the Rippers, Outlaw Volume 2, the track was Fire Is Coming. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Conchian1. That's C-O-N-S-C-I-E-N-1. That's the number one. On Facebook at forward slash Conscientization 101. And Instagram at C101 Editors. We would like to thank Donnie for sitting and, and chatting it up with us. And just a reminder, part two is coming soon. So be on the lookout for that. And that's it for this episode. Peace. Peace. Peace.